Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 214 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Colin Phoenix of Fire Ford, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder tonight, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Ben Moss Woodward. Okay, we also have our Chief Ball Steward, Grant Psychocow Wilcott. Good evening. We have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. And we also have, piping in with all the gravel that he chooses to get that low voice, we have Commander Obsidian out. Hi, guys and girls. <laughs> so, if you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging out in open. I do believe around Lave, is that right, Ben? Uh, as I said, I, I, I actually am returning from the bath. And uh, I uh, um, eight jumps away now. Right. Well, he will be there in eight jumps. So if anybody's hanging around Lave, just wait until Ben arrives. Uh, so if you can't get to us in game, then we are also in the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com/live. Click on the live chat, and of course we're on Twitch TV/laveradio. So tonight, um, I don't think we've got anything. Um, happening with the Live Radio Network at the moment, so we'll just go around the table and see how everybody has been for the last week or so. So we'll start and get it out of the way with Chief Bar Steward Grant Wilcott and his bathroom update. Hello, the bathroom update, okay, well we have got uh, a door going onto the bathroom and uh, today was spent getting the tools to make the right sized holes in the right sized parts of the door which have now been done. Tomorrow we might just get that door up on the frame. And that would be good. Are you trying to get screws in holes tomorrow then? No, this is an amazing door. This door is like your bifold door. We couldn't fit a sliding door into the, the whole house. You've got a bi door? No. I didn't know they swung that way. It they swing both ways. This one swings both ways. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, God, I've hit rock oh, bottom already. Oh, God, that was quick. That's, that's a new record. Yeah, that's, that is impressive. So, yes, that's. Hey, you um, set them up. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's going well, the bathroom's looking good, it's just a case of this and then we'll get back into the tiling. At the moment um, my brother's not well enough to do the kind of bent over work so it's a bit of a, a hold up on that. So we've moved on to the door in the time being in the hope that he'll feel better and we can get that done next week. But yeah. Send me for love. Mm. We'll do. No, yeah, I, don't, I don't think Move wants love delivered to him, I think. It's a bit worrying. But meanwhile, Commander Shan, how have you been? I've been very well, thank you. This week, no bathroom update for me, no DIY update for me, because I don't believe in DIY at all. Well, I, I do believe in it, I just believe it's for other people. Oh, so you always get a man in? Or a person. We are. Okay. As long as it's not an animal, mate. <laughs> I don't know, you could use like a rat or something, or a hamster, and push it down the pipe, couldn't you? Attach it with a string and then just kind of pull it up. Like a cleaner. Oh, uh, right. I, I was thinking about, you know, having it ejected out, you know, maybe using me methane gas or something. Well, under pressure, so I have compressed yeah. air down the pipe. Yeah. And just fire it out. Yeah, maybe. Well, um, 
According to Paige, the poor server hamsters are getting tired. Then we're going to have to start re retiring them soon. So, you know, you might have a, a an available hamster to help with your DIY soon. Best of luck to the hamsters, I guess. <laughs> ben, what have you been up to this week? Um, I've what have I been doing? Not not a heck of a lot. I was a bit. I've been a bit badly, but last week over the weekend, I what did go streaming with. Ascorbius and Commander Plater, and we went off and we actually did something I'm not done for a while, and went off and did some of the community goal stuff, and hung out hung out with them for a couple of hours. So it was, that was a lot of fun. Cool. Um, apart from that, I've been playing some Elite, so um, oh, some Sunless Skies, which I picked up at EGX last week. And I've actually I've just started to play some Star Trek Online, which I am very very lost in. Um, oh! And I, I think it was one of you guys who said that you used to play it. I was like, you know what? I want to have a look at it and see what it's like because I not? think I think that might have been Kurgle, to be honest. Might Unless be. it was Shan. I know, I know Kurgle's been playing Star uh, Star Wars Galaxies. True. Um, but I think somebody was saying they were playing some Star Trek Online as well. Well, not no, me, I'm afraid to say. I was wanting bridge crew crewmates. Mm. Yeah, well, that's one thing that we're going to have to arrange at some point. Yes. Uh, uh, because uh, I will touch on it later. Um, let's see. Well, that just leaves our guest, Obsidian Ant. What have you been up to? Um, you don't have to discuss any DIY if you like to, but it, the chat room does seem to demand it from time to time. DIY? I can't even hang a picture on a wall. You want to see what happens if I try that? <laughs> that with half the plaster missing, the brickwork damaged, and well, not much of a picture left. Oh, you, you've so, got you've got kids, so I'm assuming that you've seen, oh, Peppa Pig. Yeah, that's that's me. That's so me, you, you are you are Daddy Pig hanging a picture on the wall. Yep, hundred percent. Oh, my wife will come along and do it in do it in five minutes. Do a better job, but she always got a nag. Why haven't you put the pictures up yet? Well, because last time I did it, and I broke the wall. Though. Cat is now asking for a picture update. <laughs> could be worse. They could be asked for a Peppa Pig update. <laughs> no, also, I was thinking Ant, of Peppa Pig and Daddy Pig and all of them. Yeah. Yes, yes, Ant, You've actually just made you putting a picture up sound interesting and something that should be streamed. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah as long as you don't... It's not interesting from my point of view. It's really frustrating, but I'm sure if uh, humour other people and give them a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but well, other than that, no, I haven't really been up to a lot. There was a visit last week. Yep. You probably might want to talk about that a bit later on. But uh, it's all been live streams and videos for me this week. I've not had much chance to do anything else. Yeah. Would you mind if I actually asked you how long does it actually take you to record the video which you put into your into your uh, news bulletins? The, the the footage for the yeah the footage episodes. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's a trick to that. <laughs> You've got no, other people to do it. No, no, no. There's a trick to that. It's a lot of it's um, stock footage. So uh, over, over the years, I've built up a massive collection of uh, video footage. I've got like about four terabytes of it. So wow. I try and so cycle through that, and then every so often I go out and get. How the hell can you have four terabytes of black holes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sucks the data up. It goes in and that's <laughs> gone. So how do you find? The clip you need, or do you just sort of just choose a, a bit at random and think I'll put that in? Not just try and look whatever I think's appeared in. Sometimes you can find stuff that's suitable for the subject at hand. 
which is pretty good. So if I'm talking about Thargoids, then obviously Thargoids or damage stations. Otherwise, just, just something nice. But then hey. for the other videos, I do go out and capture new footage, and that does take a lot of time. There's so much traveling involved. Mm. You know, so does it, does it count the does it bother time. you? You're going to have to go around and redo all your footage with the new lighting effects in Chapter 4. No, that'd, that'd be cool. I mean, you, you, I've um, still got footage I show from 2014. <laughs> if, if you pay attention, you'll see some 2014 footage. Yeah, it looked better then, so no one knows. <laughs> yeah, some people have actually said that. I've had that in the comments before. Wow, is that the new updates? Uh, no, that's the like version that's the one of the version. Yeah, version <laughs> one point zero. Oh dear. Yeah, but I've lost count of the times it takes me like two hours to go and capture some footage, and I think, well, that's thirty seconds of video there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know when I did the video um, just the other week. I think I wound up recording about five hours of video for a four-minute long video. Yep, yep, um, sounds very familiar. So, well, we'll just quickly move on. Um, personally, it's just the usual recovery stuff for me. Um, more pills, more tests. Uh, they're taking more blood out of me than than they put in, I think. Um, or they, they take blood out and replace it with pills. I'm not quite so sure how it works. You'll be glad but, to know, Colin, I'm actually I'm giving blood, so you can have some of mine on Friday. I'm a bit scared about that because I probably know where it's been. <laughs> In Elite itself, they, we have um, I have been running around uh, Delphor trying to save the human race from the Thargoid menace. And of course, because it's been a little while, I have actually lost another crate. But one of the things that we'll probably be able to touch on later is that I've actually finished Mass Effect for the first time. Um, it's it's still one of those uh, games everybody raved about that I should try, and um, I finally got around to completing it, and I've moved on to the second one. And I must admit, I, I now understand what the fuss is about. So, uh, but we'll move on and uh, discuss the next things on our agenda. We have no real major development news to talk about today, um, mostly because they're holding all that back for obviously chapter four. Um, Obsidian uh, and has been for a visit, which we'll also touch on in a bit later. But there was something quite interesting that did happen on NASA TV. Um, Scott Manley, uh, another favorite Scott of mine, uh, he was uh, on NASA TV showing off the, Spur the Kerbal Space Program and also Elite Dangerous to NASA scientists and broadcasting it out. Did anybody else see this video? I actually caught about five minutes minutes of it towards the end, just as he was uh, coming up. I can't remember what system he jumped into, but he was he was just talking about the uh, the star systems and mm -hmm. uh, the, the accuracy of some of the uh, formations there. He yeah. jumped to the last star, and then he he ended the game there and went on to uh, iPad, I think. Yeah, um, one of the, you see, it was quite interesting because one of the things. Um, to gauge was the reaction of the actual scientists themselves because um, they were all saying that uh, yeah, this would look fantastic in, in virtual reality and well <laughs> we all know that Elite Dangerous does come uh, go up another level when you when you stick on a headset so uh, yeah we'll as far as the in-game events I don't think we've had anything major happening in, in the last week or so Everything we've got a, a quiet 
session is the, is the the deep breath before the plunge i think at the moment uh so we'll move on to newsletter 200 and actually colin so i was gonna actually colin i was gonna ask what was the nasa impression of both kerbal and elite what was the reactions like was it sort of very polite looks or was it no actually actually and I think, or? Uh, in, in both cases it was quiet uh, surprise um i think they i don't think the the scientists would appreciated um how much effort and accuracy was in both programs and i mean kerbal as well uh because they, they were there uh, going through the orbit mechanics from Kerbal, and some of them were that some of the scientists were reacting quite well and going, "That's right," <laughs> as as everybody who's played Kerbal knows. But um, I did like the way that they reacted to Elite Dangerous when all of a sudden they they were discussing some of the the finer points of, of space exploration in the solar system, and then Scott Manley takes them to Voyager One. <laughs> wow. And it, of course, it helps with Scott because being a scientist, he can really go into detail on the activity yeah. and highlight everything for him. Well, one thing that Scott Manley is very good at doing is he's kind of a bridge between people who talk completely complete science, and then he can also take that complete science and then explain it to laymen like us. Uh, that's what I've always found his, his major strength to be. And just seeing that interaction, being able to show what Elite Dangerous can do to uh, to uh, astronomers that live and breathe the real stuff, they were really surprised, especially when they revealed that Trappist One was predicted. Mm. That's kind uh, of interesting, actually, because he's, he's doing the exact opposite of what he normally does. He's taking a game and explaining it to scientists. Yeah, yeah, but it it, it came across very well. Elite yeah. Dangerous did very well out of it. I thought I, th I thought it came across very well. So um, yeah, moving on, we have. Uh, newsletter 246. Um, well, there's not really much to say in this newsletter because, as I said before, we're kind of in the, the deep breath before the plunge, uh, before Chapter 4 comes out. Or uh, at least we have um, betas being... Uh, hints of a beta being dropped at, if you, if you see what I mean. So, um, was there anything in Newsletter 246 that caught anybody's attention? There's a couple wow. of bits. Um... Do you want to go first, Sean? No, I was just going to say we should rename this section uh, Ship Skin Flyer 246. <laughs> but I, I liked the... You've got the the, pri the paint job giveaway one yeah. uh, for the crate. So I thought that, that was quite nice. So I do hope they actually keep it exclusive. Um, oh. Rather than here's, here's the giveaway of the week kind of thing. Um, we'll see. Because I think did they say it's only going to five or five or six news newsletter subscribers or something? Yeah, it it, it was something thought, like yeah, um, super rare. I thought they gave. I thought this. Yeah, to five lucky winners. I thought they said five. Um. So I thought, yeah, and hopefully, if they do actually keep it, so there's only ever five in the in the game, that'll be awesome. It's a pity you can't trade them, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Grant, would you object if I kicked Colin and I'll just I'll I'll take over? <laughs> <laughs> um, in the community stuff, you had the NASA stuff, which we just talked about, yeah, and the drawing the fuel route logo on the galaxy, which we talked about last week, and a couple of bits, a really really cool picture on the Imperial, just on the uh, really really cool pic picture of a cutter, 
and a nice friendly sidewinder. Um, oh, by Matthew Madison. Yes, he. Yeah. I, I do like Matthew's work. It, it, it comes out very, very crisp and uh, uh, oh, accurate. I'd say I, I really do like his stuff. Actually, yeah, I, I, I like the friendly sidewinders. <laughs> so, yeah, well, we've got lots of people outside of Slave actually already as well. So, who's we? we got? Yes, um, Miggles is here. Whoever's here, up bottoms here. Sorotis here. Stephen Usher's here. Um, you, you call, yeah, I can never say his name. Yamis is here. I think. Okay. Yamis, okay. not Yamix. Is I'm y Y Canelo. You Canelo. I'm on the. Um, uh, I'm outside Lave Station on the Xbox, and I'm also in the middle of nowhere on the PC version. Um, if you want to watch any one of these streams tonight, then feel free to go to laveradio.com forward slash streamers. And you'll be able to pick whichever feed you want, including the director's cut, which is the one that you're currently watching if you're watching twitch.tv forward slash live radio. So have you got any friends with you on the Xbox? I get any pals on most consoles, so probably not. Right. Well, if you're listening on an Xbox, go and join Grant and say hi, because he needs some love. Well, live. <laughs> Stop tarting me out, boy. You need some late tonight. <laughs> well, you've also got to remember that it's also Pixel Bandits CQC night. So the Pixel Bandits will be flying around on the Xbox in CQC at this moment in time. If <laughs> if you want to have a, oh. a find them. Or you could try and I'll find Grant. I'll just go and join them. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? We'll watch your face in CQC. No, no, I like this idea. This is a good idea. For what Grant on CQC? That's like yeah. that's, that's like taking Bambi out into the middle of the M6 and I seeing how long it lasts. I just oh, it's just as well I got my landing gear down because the first button I pressed was boost. <laughs> that was a good point. I put my landing gear down as well, just in case. Uh, expert pilots, a lot of us. So uh, what we'll do, uh, Grant, if you're able to, we'll, we'll go for a quick advert break and then we'll come back with our main discussion. Uh, involving the streamer's visit to FDev. Mics are clear. Oh, mine isn't. Don't. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to fuelrats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm. Hold your breath and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? Eddie Lee Wise here. Our family-run business looks after all your sartorial needs. Whether you need something to turn your pink python purple, or you want to wrap your buns up in a nice tight flight suit, Millsburn Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg, and my wife Barb's is a whiz with a sewing machine. 
Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and Sons, plus me daughters, at Lave Station. Right, sir. Cough, please. <coughs> and welcome back. Um, so, the main topic of uh, discussion for tonight, and why we have the esteemed Mr. Ant on board, um, is that last week, um, certain members of the community were invited to FDEV to have a preview and uh, a, give FDEV a grilling uh, about Chapter 4. Um, so uh, I, th I think we'll, we'll, we'll hand over to Sidi um, Anant, if you could just tell us, you know, without breaking your NDA, because we know you've got one, um, how the day unfolded for you. Sure. Um, so... There was about 17 of us. I think it actually was 17 of us invited there. And this wasn't just uh, streamers or YouTube content creators. I think we're probably totaled about a quarter of, of that number. Uh, maybe there was four or five of us. I, I can't remember exact numbers. But there's also a number of um, player group leaders there as well and people from other areas of the community. Uh, Alec Turner is well-known from the forums. Stuart GT, well-known from... Reddit. So they made sure they got a good coverage of people who were actively involved in pretty much all areas of the community. And there's a funny, funny story, actually, as part of it, when we were invited along, uh, we, we got an email, but we weren't, uh, it's very clear on the email that we weren't to discuss that we'd been invited with anyone. Mm -hmm. So there, there was a long moment where no one knew who else was been invited. And you know, full full disclosure here, Front Frontier did pay travel costs for people, and that well, that did include people coming from America, and they did pay hotel costs. Wow! So so there was a, a moment when we kind of arrived in the hotel. We all arrived at different times. I, I was there a bit earlier than most, but mm -hmm. um, there was a moment there. Obviously, we don't know people by face, so we didn't know who else had been invited. So there was people. That, actually kind of in the lobby yeah not, you know is, is that uh is that someone who's been invited down here as well or is it just some um, someone else if you know what i mean oh i know exactly what you mean yeah, yeah well but... were you guys not sensible and like okay i'm in the lobby yes standing there with what? elite dangerous yeah. signs or elite dangerous why don't badges. i like yeah you know, i'll have an elite dangerous t-shirt on my elite dangerous hat a badge a few <laughs> exactly. rats in my hands <laughs> That, you know, that's, that's yeah. too obvious. That's too Dreaming easy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there, there was there was a few people, it, but it got kind of obvious at one point because, mm. uh, you know, DJ, DJ Truthsay and a few of the other streamers, we're, we're not streaming on Wednesday and Thursday. I'm out of the country. And they were saying yeah. the same thing about the same day. So people kind of put two and two together. So there, there was uh, the streamers kind of knew who to, who to expect to be there. Yes. Yeah. So but, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we got got invited into the offices and the building, new building, first time I'd seen it. Really, really nice building. Uh, big as well. They've got 400 employees there. Half a floor, three floors, I think it was. Maybe three and a half floors because there's a bit that's kind of below the ground floor level. Oh, those are people where the server hamsters live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they've also got an underground car park there. Enough. Yeah, to have stops office. Well, ground is limited and there's a lot of workers, so you need somewhere for them to park. True. Yeah, I can confirm 100 people working on Elite. We got to see the offices, but 
that was after a little while we got a little bit of um, a rundown of what we were allowed to talk about and what we weren't we weren't allowed to talk about specifics but we can talk about our thoughts and feelings on what we did see so we can go into that in a bit and then we kind of got shown up to the offices uh, yeah before we were invited in one of the community team kind of ran ahead and made sure that most of the devs had switched off their monitors which i found kind of interesting because obviously we were there to see chapter four so if chapter four was what was going to be on their monitors there wouldn't have been any reason for them to switch them off yeah i mean that must have been awkward walking through with everybody with blank screens <laughs> yeah blank screens and just kind of sitting there and you know obviously they they wonder want to see what's going on the staff there but yeah a great big office half a floor dedicated to elite dangerous and then they took us down to the um, okay, can you room. get can you get into speculation mode and this is obviously complete speculation what do you think that they were hiding <laughs> right well, pure speculation pure, pure speculation i can tell you we didn't see any um thargoid content or any guardian content so they they've kept that completely away from us i'd imagine there must be stuff for chapter four because there's always stuff in the updates isn't there mm -hmm. so we didn't mm -hmm. get to see any of that so it's, it's either something like that that they were working on some of the you know secret mysterious stuff or obviously it's content for 2019 which we didn't get to see that it was purely about chapter four what we got to see so, so very and, unless they're all sitting there playing worms and solitaire or something like that which, <laughs> if worms is going cheap at the moment it's in the steam sale at the moment i think what's that story worms is actually in steam sale at the moment oh, so it could, right. it could well have been worms yeah, a good, good opportunity for that yeah but yeah, we had had the little tour around there. We got to see the size of the office and the amount of people that were working in there. I thought you, you've got a rough idea from last time. I think we had a visit there. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I've got a rough idea, obviously. Yeah. So, so Ant, yeah, obviously, you know, you've been there before. This to the old office. How much bigger is the new office than the old office? If you see what I mean. The, the, you, the whole estimate? building, or just the elite section? Well, both, I guess. The the building, I'd, I'd say it's it's cool. Two to three times the size, much much bigger. If if, we if got, you remember, we got to remember though that they had a whole other office somewhere as well for their top secret projects that we weren't yeah. allowed to even yeah, know well, about. Yeah, same again here. I mean, we only got to see one floor, and that was the floor that the elite dangerous office was on. That was half half a half an office just for them. About hundred desks, I'd say, were in there. Uh, and again, the hundred staff. I've, I've said it before. That didn't include Q and A. That doesn't include support or. Mm -hmm. HR, it doesn't include yeah. uh, management, it's designers, developers. Yes, arts. it's not all coders, obviously, but um, one, one way or another, they're yeah. working on the lead. Yeah, yeah, so, the, so that, that was yeah. about half the floor, so 100 desks, rough, roughly half a floor, open plan office. And the other side of the that that floor was uh, publishing, mm -hmm. so we got to see that, and then we went down I've, I've got totally turned about there i get lost in a paper bag <laughs> we went, went down a bunch of hallways and then we found ourselves in the conference room which was right next door to the so down david braden's side and uh, david and uh, johnny what does david still have, have a site office, so. office he doesn't he's got a nice modern oh. square office oh, boring yeah. one of the things i loved about his office was they, it they was shaped walls. like yeah, it was no, it was, it was shaped. It was shaped like a sidewinder, wasn't it? Was it? Um, I thought it was shaped a bit like a um, a thargoid. Ship, no, thargoid it was, ship. It was short. It had 
it was short and then the window side was larger and then triangular coming in with a couple of squared off bits and it looks almost exactly like a sidewinder see i think he's missing a trick if i was david braben i would have the door rotating and you had to match your rotation with the door to get him (laughs) (laughs) yes well and you next you're going to say they want the pipe music of the blue danube as you entered the room naturally Naturally. And then you'd be mercilessly mocked if you tried to do it automatically. To dock yourself on the seat. Dock your backside on the seat. <laughs> and if, if you miss if you miss the seat. <laughs> yeah, rotation correction turned off. Yeah. yeah. Loitering is a crime punishable by death. <laughs> so then after, so, after that we went in yeah, and yeah. had the presentation for chapter four. So the next six uh, hours or whatever yeah, it was that, that was six hours i think they it went over by by a fair old bit they dedicated a certain amount of time to it and mm. it went over by quite a bit because obviously we were asking so many questions and talking with them about the various content but it was the presentation was done by uh, adam woods who of course okay. is executive producer and um the game director as well lawrence um oh my goodness oh lawrence was actually there for a change yeah i, I, I can't remember his um no, <laughs> but anyway, that doesn't really matter. It's, it's, it's a game director, and yeah, there was a two Lawrence, of them given the Lawrence is very, very rare to come out and play. Yeah, I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad so, he was out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they obviously meant, meant business. They they put the two people running the show. I, I guess you could say it. Mm-hmm. Given the presentation, mm-hmm. the community team were there as well. Uh, to make sure that Will, they behaved Will, themselves. Yeah, Will and Ed. Ed Will was keeping notes at the back. Ed was just keeping an eye on things, I guess, and Zach kept coming in and out. So pretty much they dedicated five staff to the day with us. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so, I mean, the main the main question that I think we will be allowed to ask at the moment is after seeing everything that happened there, are you reassured about Chapter 4? Yeah, 100%. I think uh, when we had the lead-up to the focused feedback forums a few, a few weeks ago, that was preceded with the... Uh, removal of the carriers. I mean, we're still not really sure, are we, whether, at least I'm not, whether they've been delayed or whether they've been taken out or what, what's going on with them. Same with the ice planets. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, That's actually a question even... somebody was asking was, Zla um, oh, was asking, do you know if, do you know and understand why the carriers have been pulled from the next chapter? No, I'm no, no more clear on that now than I was last week. So same, same as ever. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the Zach kind of said in his forum post that they've been reprioritized to another another point. So they're purely only talking about Chapter 4 with us. So anything beyond that, they they weren't willing to discuss, despite being asked. I did ask, but, you know, we're not talking about that today. We can't yes. discuss that. that it's, was it's the usual standard line, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but that was, I will say, that was literally the only time they were evasive about any answers to the questions we, we asked. Uh, yeah. There was was a lot of questions asked. Some of them just, you know, on the content. Why, why have you done it this way? Other stuff just for clarification on why stuff works. And the developers were completely upfront with giving answers on that. And if they didn't have an answer there, if it was something from another department, then someone went away and got an answer, got an answer and come back with it for us. So, so what, areas, what areas of the game, which you're allowed to tell me, have they covered? I mean, it's the, it's the exploration and it is the, uh, the mining. Uh, and those are the two big ones for this this release, isn't there? Yeah, so they, they kind of went through uh, every element in the game in order. 
mm-hmm. on a certain order. I don't know why, you know, what order they determined to present it in that way. But I do know that Will's recently announced, I think it was Will, or was it Ed, that they're doing um, some upcoming live streams, six of them, where they're presenting the Chapter yeah. 4 content. Did I hear they're yeah. resuming streaming again on Thursday, was yeah, I don't think yeah, that's for the so. chapter four. Maybe chapter four will be next week or the week after. Mm. I don't know exactly. No, no, they've, they've confirmed that this week is, is basically a mess around one. You know, like yeah, some of their, yeah, their so. where they attempt to shoot down Thargoids and we all just face palm. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think it's long away for them presenting the content. But yeah, they went went through um, exploration, went through mining. Uh, we got to see the Codex. Not mm-hmm. everything on the codex. There was a few that's, things. That, I don't think that's been shown before, has it? No, it was the first time we'd seen that. So we got yeah. to see the UI on that, and they told us how it works and what it's all for. Uh, yeah. So Feel free to dodge the question, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and phrase this in a non-NDA breaking way. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things that we've been wondering on the show is uh, what purpose squadrons could possibly have when discord seems to do it all my question is from what you saw do squadrons have a purpose yes or no in your opinion no i can i can talk a bit about that rather than just say yes or no because um a lot a lot of what was shown and what was discussed is pretty much what was uh shown in the forum focused feedback the only difference with what we saw is that we got to see it in action right so in terms of how it actually works you, you know Mm, I'd say almost, almost as much as what the visitors got to see because, I mean, they went into quite some detail with it on the forum-focused feedback. And I know that was something quite a lot of people brought up was that that forum-focused feedback post from Frontier made it sound a bit more a bit more like a glorified um, Discord channel rather than a full-on guild management system. Mm. And I'd say not... Too much really has changed from what was presented in the uh, fee- feedback thing. It was was something that was the one area where people did ask Frontier a lot of questions, and I won't give names, but some of the visitors made that quite quite difficult for Frontier. There, you know, quite pinning them down with what's the purpose of this feature and can we have that feature that that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, and, and I, I'd, I'd imagine it'd be the big player groups who are. are focusing on that quite a lot yeah yeah but the, you know equally there was the other there was i think three or four large player groups there i'd say half of them were very happy with the way it was presented the other half had some concerns about it so as, as by no means they were all had uh, concerns and they were unhappy about that it was a good good mixture there some of them were very happy with it others had concerns so but i'd say that was literally the only area of the chapter four presentation where people had any serious concerns everything else you know people were really pleased with it was, it was squadrons that was a little bit divisive i'd say hey, a, a pilot has asked in the, in twitch chat um did they mention anything about lifetime passes and uh, about the um thing in the annual report that said uh, 2021 and stuff yeah, like that sure. okay so life, lifetime passes that didn't really come up in any more detail than uh, what they've mentioned already uh, again because obviously that means they'd have to talk about uh, 2019 content and they weren't willing to do that so other than to say that the 2019 content is included in the lifetime pass they weren't really going to any more specifics on that but the 2021 thing in the uh, financial report that's something i uh, sp- spoke to frontier about myself 
Uh, obviously, you know, wanted answers on that. Mm. And they, they said that was purely an, an accounting thing, purely down to uh, fi finances. Uh, some people have pretty much guessed at, at that. And some people have said it was down to the way the money was allocated on the uh, lifetime passes. Other, other people thought it was a bit more to do with the uh, other funding for the game. The way it was explained to me was that if, if you imagine you've got the initial budget for Elite Dangerous, mm -hmm. they what they did, and I, you know, I'm no accountant, so I, I don't know the specific terms, but uh, some of you might know a bit more than me of, of, of how that might work. But basically, they can budget the initial cost of that across a bunch of years rather than just budgeting it across the initial year when the money is, is allocated towards the project. Right. And the... Uh, an allocation of that was due to expire in 2021. So oh, I guess right. So nine, nine, nine or 10 years or eight years or whatever from when they initially put that money in towards the game. So rather than just putting it all allocated towards the first year, mm -hmm. they allocate a percentage of it across a number of years. Right. So it's, so, it's literally down to that. It's not, not to do with development costs or anything like that. It's not it, to do with right. ongoing development costs anyway, put it that way. Right. I, I, warning, I don't know. I, I didn't just actually um, understand what you mean there. <laughs> yeah, word does, of warning. Does that, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. being yeah. watched. Yeah. yeah. So they, they did say it. there's no uh, bearing on ongoing development of the game that, that, that they want to go on for many, many years with it. So. <laughs> go go on then, give him his warning. Uh, yeah, so Don Antonacci is saying if you break, if you do break NDA, Zach will be rolling a dice and picking a limb. <laughs> OMG. Oh, no. Well, if this is, well, it is, well, which leg do you want to you to lose then, Ant? Because there's well, six he's got spots arms on a well. die. No, there's an Ant. He's got six legs. Oh, OK, right. Nice. So which leg? Yeah. Actually, this sounds like quite a reasonable deal. What about his mandibles? Yeah. <laughs> well, you often see Ants and insects with a missing leg and they carry on all right, don't they? So. That'll be right, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Zach. Really You've got six lives, so there are six hours. <laughs> so you can you can let you can um, release six bits of information before you become a wriggling stump of an act. Yeah. Well, what I, won't, what I won't tell you is, is uh, I'm probably breaking NDA now, Zach. That could be after me. But 17 people went out, and only 15. 17 people went in, and only 15 come back out. Dum dum dum. <laughs> I'm sure I saw Zach saying, oh, can I have a word with you? And, yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was last year of a saw of them again. So in, in, in terms of the exploration side, and again, you can only talk about your opinions and things like that. So from what you saw, because one of the concerns people have had is the uh, the honk and pick people. You know, people just jump in, get images of the system, decide if they uh, something they want to go, and then either go or investigate. That's quite a quick process. So, for what you saw, do you think the new process will be as quick as, slightly slower, or really, or significantly slower? From what you saw. So, I, I think it will be a little bit slower, but it's not. It's not going to be dramatically slower. At least that's, that's the impression I got. The thing is, I didn't get hands-on with it. We didn't actually uh, get to try it out ourselves, but we did get to see it played out on a, a live build. We didn't see it on video or anything like that. We actually got to see it demonstrated. So we could ask questions about how it was playing out. Well, like, did you see them actually you... scanning a whole system then? or was we, it just... we, saw it, we saw it in action. I won't give any numbers mm. on how long it took because obviously yeah. 
that's that's yeah, that, that would yeah. be depending on the size of the system that they were in, and it, 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 that, that's going to too specific about each planet. But one one thing I will say is that when the uh, exploration from feedback post was put up, yep, uh, there there was a paragraph there about how when you do the honk. Everyone calls it the honk now, don't they? They do. When you do the, you do the initial honk, you get um, the emission data back, mm-hmm. and that you then have to interpret that emission data, and you're about to get a bit of an idea as to what's there. So th- the way I always interpreted that line is you're about to interpret that emission data uh, based on giving it a bit of a glance rather than interacting with it, because yeah. that the forum feedback post then went on to say, that you then have to interact with that data to further refine and get a better information as to what's there present in the system. Oh, right. So is, is it going to be a case of, um, you know, when we've got, you don't have to go into absolute specifics, but we've got the impression that uh, what it's going to be like the SRV uh, scanner. Once you know what the patterns are, you will then be able to glance at whatever is is presented to you and go, yeah, there's a good chance of an earth like there, or yeah, there's a good chance of a big gas giant. Yes, yeah, so that's that's kind of like what I, what I was about to get onto. Um, oh right, that's, that's fine. Just clarifying your, your question there. So uh, the the way that kind of was presented to us on the forum feedback, that was always my interpretation. The way you explained it with the SRV scanner. That once you get used to being able to uh, view what it looks like, yes, you'll, you'll be able to have a bit of a glance and say, "Oh, yeah, I think that's that, that, and that." You, you know, you may not be one hundred percent right, but you'd get a bit of an idea, and then you'd be able to move on. That's always the way I interpreted the foreign feedback. But because of the way it was written, and it's, it's you know it's a difficult system to describe. If you describe any game mechanic like that, something that's very visual, it's always difficult to put into words. I think a lot of people uh, interpreted it in a different way. Yes. And it was going to be a lot more involved than that on the very initial st- step after the honk. But it's, it's more towards the uh, scan. You can get a bit of an interpretation on what's going on. If you want to, you can just leave, or otherwise you can start investigating a bit more. So it's, it's at that stage there. It will slow it down a little bit, but you know, you know, obviously you're not getting the uh, the detailed system map anymore. That that's kind of gone as as that forum post explained. But there, there's, it's kind of you get an alternative with that emission data, and it's just it's just a case you're going to have to relearn a new system. But as you get, I don't you know, I hate to say it, but as you get good, and as you um, learn to understand what that and that's about, just as that forum post said, you're you're about to you pick it uh, up, yeah, 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 pick up what it's about. Yeah. So we have to unlearn what we well, you didn't have to learn anything, you just honked. But <laughs> yeah, well, you know, just put it another way, uh, you know, Malik VR. He's, he's yes. one, of the, one of the people who was really, really concerned about the way that that information had been presented to us, because obviously he does. He looks for a lot of planets. He likes to do a lot of exploring around planets with in VR and do canyon running and things like that. So he's looking for something very specific. But yeah. he came away from that presentation very happy with what he saw. So yeah, so, so. did it seem to flow well together as a process? I mean, did it seem um, that, that was really, clunky really from? You know, from from when you come in for the initial scan and then leaping into the planetary scan and then whatever, did that sort of seem a, a smooth experience, or was there any like loading screens or anything like that? No, it's it's very very smooth, very natural. It's it's not like you're going to be waiting for things to load up, or you're not going to be flying around like a 
a crazy person. It's, it's a nice, nice flow to it. Yeah. Do you think that Frontier Mr. Trick, by giving a fairly in-depth description and some pictures, but not releasing even mock videos of the flow? Uh, the only thing I would really think by that is it's the, the screenshots are, are static. They're not. They're not moving. And yeah, and that, that's why very, I'm wondering. It's, yeah, it's a vis visceral type process. It's, it's, it doesn't do it justice until you actually see it in move in motion. It doesn't do it justice. And I'm not, I can understand why Frontier would have been reluctant to show anything because things change. Mm -hmm. But I do wonder if they could have just done like a a, a little gif looping. You know, a two three second gif. Mm-hmm. Just, just that would have even you know if they don't want to go into a full video that that would have made a lot of difference and i think it would have made it made it much more clearer what's going on because it wouldn't have um it wouldn't have shown anything more than they've already explained it's yeah. just i felt that one paragraph was open to interpretation some people interpreted it one way other people interpreted it another and i think that's where a lot of the uh worries and concerns Oops. come from and just a little bit of an animation there probably would have made a lot of difference yeah i mean one of the things you did mention was that uh, you were impressed by the way that everything now seems to be more linked together. Um, you were saying that because of the new exploration mechanics, it links into mining in a better way. Yeah, so that, that's again, it, 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 we can touch on that because it's, it's you know, it's essentially with the NDA thing, I just clarified there, we've been told we can talk about anything that was has been uh, public knowledge. Yes, it's been revealed. We we can talk about it, and we can talk about our thoughts and feelings on the stuff that's uh, not yet revealed. Mm -hmm. So, with with the exploration and the mining, yes, uh, they do very much kind of connect together. Obviously, you can you don't have to use exploration tools if you want to mine. You can still uh, do things in the way that you currently do. That's something Frontier have been really clear on. I think they mentioned that at LaveCon, didn't they? They did. Uh, if yes. You, if you want to use the existing mining lasers and the mining equipment, you can do so. Because they, they, you know, they didn't want to take anything away, so it's, it's definitely a case of that. But you can use the new exploration tools to find uh, the more richer mining areas. Yes. So, uh, so. There's, there's a connection there between exploration and mining, and it's the same with the unidentified signal sources. You can use the exploration tools to uh, find those sort of things as well. Because right. obviously they're uh, they spawn in now when you jump into a system. So they're, they're more um, deterministic, I think is the word. They're kind of a deterministic anyway, but they you had to fly around to find them, they would spawn. But now as soon as you jump in the system, they're all present there, ready for you to go over and scan. But I think you'd need to use the exploration tools to actually locate them. Yes. Yeah, so, so you've got kind of a unification there between those different game elements, exploration, mining, and discovering the unidentified signal sources and the combat zones, which obviously feed into a lot of other parts of the game. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> They're all connected to each other. And there's that, there's that general feeling to all of Chapter 4, the uh, unification, I think, term they used was like holistic. They've taken a holistic approach to Chapter 4, and it kind of all um, connects together like that, and a lot of different gaming elements connect together. So did they demo about the static or the fixed USSs, you know, like the um, the high grade and that, how that will work. You, you don't have to give too much detail, obviously, but... Well, we saw how thing... the exploration tools can find things. Uh, I won't go too much in specifics on what they found and how they found it, but the, the, from the impression I got, the process for finding one thing 
the skill set you learn there you can carry over to other things I don't know if that answers what you were about to ask. I was, no, I was just wondering, because often people just sort of float around for hours looking for the high-grade USSs for their materials. So from what you seem to be implying, that this was now done by use of the scanner rather than... Yes, yeah, so as, as they've said with on, on their exploration thing, with the uh, unidentified signal sources are, are kind of um, fixed when you jump into the system. It makes it a lot more easier to go and find those. So mm -hmm. if you're looking for a specific type of unidentified signal source, it's not just a case that you fly to the right area in the system and just keep waiting for it to spawn anymore. It's a case that you'll you'll be able to you'll know a rough idea where it would be. You'll be able to locate it and then go straight to it. But as as to what happens inside of that USS, I I don't really know. They didn't go into quite so much detail on how that would all work. So there's there's possibly still that random element once you're inside them. Well, um, I mean, your overall impression, though, is of what's what's coming for Chapter 4, is that, I must admit, having seen your, the, your latest video, you're generally quite happy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with it. I mean, like I've said... <coughs> oh, excuse me. No problem. Like I've said on the forums, and I've, I've said it elsewhere, I've said it on my own video, I really don't want to hype it up for everyone, because obviously everyone's got their... Their own, own opinions opinion. on what they're going to like and what they won't like. I, you know, I think that's quite important to underscore. I don't want to come out and come and say I'm, you know, I'm really excited and it's absolutely the best thing ever and everyone's going to love it because obviously there's going to be people out there that don't love it. But what I can tell you is that I had some concerns about the way Elite has been going over the past few months, and I was a bit concerned whether everything's going to come together in a decent way. And I left, I left those offices feeling. You know, really happy and very, very confident in what Chapter Four is going to bring. But again, that's you know subjective. That's my opinion. But so you personally, could, personally, I'm looking forward to it. So you could tell the stuff they showed you. It takes them a year to do develop to develop, and you can see oh, yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's they were they were really keen. Up, you know, I'll be blunt. They were really keen to emphasise the fact that they've got a half a floor dedicated to. Uh, to the development of the game you know that they've got a large team i think they wanted to make that very clear and i think they were probably hoping that we, we're going to go away and obviously echo that yeah confirm it you know but it's that that doesn't change the fact that people are still wondering you know well so why are we 10 months into the year and the amount of content we've had it's actually a year now isn't it since chapter uh, patch two beyond was announced yes yeah is it and uh yeah because you know what, what have they been doing in that time Chapter one was medium one, and chapter two and three were very, very small. But once you see chapter four, it, it makes sense. Hmm. It makes sense what they've been working on. It makes yeah. sense why why they've got such a large team and why is the developer. It's just a little bit like I said this the other day. It's a little bit like with um, Horizons when when people were looking at that. Uh, you know, after the first patch, people would say, "Is Horizons worth purchasing?" And you'd get a very a diverse mix of opinions as to whether Horizons is, was a worthy addition to Elite at that point. Mm -hmm. But when people ask that same question at this point about Horizons, it's, yes. it's pretty much a unanimous, yes, Horizons is a very worthwhile update. And I think people are going to feel the same about Beyond once they've got the whole thing in their hands. Yeah. It's not as if you've got to pay for Beyond anyway. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Did they touch on future models? Sorry, uh, uh, did they touch on future pricing models, whether or not no, they didn't. They didn't talk about anything beyond 
chapter four. Right. Literally, literally everything was to do with chapter four, and that was it. And and you know, and obviously other other concerns people had, but it was an opportunity to discuss things with developers. Yeah. yeah. And and of course it's it's good to see that okay, fine, they're talking about chapter four just now. But it was pretty damn obvious from walking through and seeing everyone had their monitors turned off. They're now looking at the future. Unless and it was a bluff. They do. We got in trouble for being negative, Nancy. I'm, not, I'm trying to be positive here. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to Shan. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm giving Shannon's trouble for us being well, so see, Ben's we positive. positive, but I was negative, so we're fair and balanced. We're being, we're being neutral, are we? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> you see what I have to work with? You, sometimes you do... Your best work when by yourself, Mister Ant. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. I'm not, not going to say anything. <laughs> so, um, I mean, the the final thing I'd like to touch on, and I mean, obviously, it's the. the did they mention anything about new? Um, uh, requirements for graphics because of these graphic updates. Um, did they say there was going to be well, uh, for a, people on existing lower end hardware? Will 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 it struggle? Right. So just just before I answer that, they would mm -hmm. say that I've seen some forum posts where they've talked about the uh, the lighting screenshots that they showed on at LaveCon. Mm -hmm. And you know, if I thought at the time, there was a couple of those screenshots where it looked really good, and another other couple of those screenshots where it just looked like. They just up the contrast a little bit or change yeah. the gamma. And that's something I've seen picked up a bit on the forums. And I can say after seeing it in action, it's not it's not a case of that. It does look like quite a, a nice overhaul. I mean, it doesn't make it look like a, a different game. It doesn't make it look like a brand new game or anything like that. But it's it's not subtle. It's it's a nice, a very nice mm. change. Uh, but Adam Woods, he said exactly the same thing at... Uh, the visit and as he said at LaveCon, yeah. and that's there'd be no performance hit or very very little performance hit excellent because I, I know that there was an awful lot of yeah there's a little concern wasn't there yeah. about and, and i would also say that what we saw during the visit was on everything on maximum setting so obviously it'd be the same thing that applies today if, if you can't run it on maximum settings now then you're not going to suddenly be able to run it on maximum settings win yeah, chapter four jobs, which I guess is obvious. I but... might, I might be wrong, but if I recall that Frontier at not Frontier at Lavecon, didn't they actually say that whilst they were making improvements, they were also making a shitload of optimization? So it was actually looking prettier and whilst doing less. Yeah, that may be how they've achieved it. Wave one off against the other, make it more optimized, and then up the up the uh, graphics. Mm. One of the things that you mentioned, I think, is on your video, uh, and was how, if you like, there was a, a, an almost cheer in the room when the mining stuff was shown. Now, obviously, you can't talk into detail, but that stuck out because when I've done it before, mining was about the most boring thing I could think ever of, uh, of you know, in the game. In fact, I only did it enough to get my engineers unlocked, but. How would you rate the um, mining that you were shown? Well, there's quite a few people there who are like uh, combat pilots and stuff like that. And a number of them said, oh, I'm going to do mining now. <laughs> it, it's, it's very, very 
different experience mining is going to be. Um, obviously, they didn't, despite we, you know, we did ask the questions, but they didn't really go into detail about how rewarding it's going to be in terms of credits because that's something they normally balance during the beta. Mm-hmm. So, in in terms of uh, being a, an activity to do, it, it looks like a lot of fun. In terms of credit reward, I wouldn't wouldn't know what the answer to that would be. But as as Shan was pointing out, there's that that moment. I think well, I won't go into too much details, but there was a moment there where that, well, let's put it this way: Zach recorded the uh, reaction for the, from the room so he could show the other developers because I think they were expecting a reaction and they they did get one. A positive reaction as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of so, those one of those moments, a bit like when you saw uh, the first type predictions. Everyone was awed by that. Yes, the first first time you saw the Thargoid uh, bases. It's, yes. it's one of those moments. Yeah, I must admit that that's one thing that will 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 stay with us when we almost started that war. <laughs> Yeah, when we put Guardian stuff into the uh... yeah, that is that is why Stephen Usher is sitting in my targets <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Quite literally, actually. It's amazing what happens when people put stuff in our suggestion box. <laughs> <laughs> Oops! You never know what you're going to end up with. Mm, yes, brown pants. I think was the appropriate <laughs> phrase. Um, with the exploration stuff, and, and I'm trying to. I, I'm trying to sort of think of questions that people will be thinking of. Did they answer the question as, will you need an SRV for exploring now? Because there, there was a moment on the live stream that we saw a kind of, oh, moment when someone said, do you need Horizons to do this now? Because of the material gathering bit. Was there any more light shut on that? Um, no, not really. Safe, safe to say that... Um... If you haven't got horizons now, you can't go down to the planets anyway. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think there was concern that um, because for some of the modifications that people want for exploration, you could only get certain materials on the planet. Was that what you're meaning, Chan? Yes, yeah, so basically, you, you have a certain amount of probes, and then once you run out of those probes, you then need to go and find more materials to get them. And currently, uh, the best and sometimes only way to get these materials is by going onto a planet, which if you haven't got Horizons, you can't do. So, yes, you can't go down to the planet on Horizons for exploration, but you need the probes to better identify the planet. I've got one answer to that. Stop being a tight bastard and buy Horizons (laughs) in a steam sale. (laughs) No, it is a good point, though. It's a fair point. Um... We we didn't see specifics of recipes or you know blueprint requirements, so I don't know how they're uh, what normally normally balance them out in the in the beta anyway, don't they? Yeah, but well, it, was, it was something that was brought up, and without going into specifics, they, the developers weren't didn't see it as a problem. Right. it may be that the uh, synthesis requirements is, is something that's very easy to get hold of. Yeah, because what I was thinking about was very often people, if they're running a, a low uh, weight exploration build, won't take an SRV because they'll just want to not land on a planet and just kind of explore and get the extra jump range. So my thought was, was well, if you need an SRV to refill your limpets, 
then that's going to make those sorts of exploration builds useless. Yeah. And if you then need to um, blow chunks off from a asteroid, you're going to need a mining laser with the extreme power and stuff. So it could affect quite a few exploration builds at the very top end of the range. Yeah. I didn't think a mining laser would would basically cause you that much grief. Surely not. Well, it'd well, be a problem for people who are already out in space and haven't got one. Oh, that, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Don't. Yeah. It does. It does. Um, I can't remember whether it was Ben just now or you, Shan, who pointed out that moment in the uh, recent live stream where that question was brought up. It was me. It was me. And, um, you know, there, there was that moment where uh, the guy kind of hesitated because he didn't know the answer off the top of their head. But I, th I think that was literally because he personally didn't know the answer rather than Frontier hadn't thought of it. Yeah, I just at wanted least, to at least, at least, clarify that answer. No, it was it was something that I was you know I was concerned about as well after that, after that live stream. But it, it was brought up at, on the visit. You know, I, I can't really go into too specifics, but the guys didn't. Adam and Lawrence weren't concerned about it anyway. <laughs> oh, because I've... they all have SRVs on their shit. <laughs> <laughs> they could be that. Oh, yeah. they have anyway. Oh, and I am so sorry about this because basically I can I can feel you the cogs are twirling in your head thinking is this going to break the NDA is this going to break <laughs> <Yeah>. the NDA? <laughs> no, that's so, a fair question though. It's, it's, it's something that you know is is a concerning question yeah. for people who are out in deep space and haven't got horizons. So, has anybody got any final questions uh, or, or anything that's burning through your your mind at the moment? I think Grant is too busy defending himself as CQC to be involved at the moment. <laughs> He's actually doing quite well if you're watching the stream. It's, it's quite shocking. One thing that I... I don't know if you can go into too much detail or not, but I still don't get the Codex. You know, from their initial release at Frontier Expo to the little tidbits that we've had already, I don't understand... It, it still, to me, sounds like a a, a website that you're know, an in-game website where you can go off and see this is an asteroid. An asteroid is a rocky body, and whatever, blah blah blah. It could be mainly formed. That's what I see a codex as being, and I can't see how that would be useful to me in game. Mm, and yeah. I don't know it's, how. It's, it's not. It's, it's not like that. Yeah, not, I don't know it's... what you can say though. <laughs> Um, it will be useful. It will okay. So you can it, see it be useful. Well, yeah, it will be useful. It's especially okay. for it'd be even more more useful for newer players. It'd be especially if I mean when when. Well, difficult to answer. <laughs> it's it's going yeah. to be useful. It's, it's not just okay. an encyclopedia that's just going to read off uh, information to you like you're, like you're suggesting there. Mm. There's probably an element of that to it, but that's that's not its primary purpose. Okay, good, because I, I just think every other game that's had a codex in it, I've like I've looked at it and thought, okay, that's nice, and then I never go back and the only thing I go into it to do is clear down the hundred odd items that I've never bothered reading yeah. in my codex. Yeah. And that's all I've ever done in a codex rather than actually having it as something useful. <laughs> well it, uh, I will say it's it's not just a small encyclopedia. There's quite a number of functions to it. Hmm. It's, got, it's got quite a lot of functions. Yeah. So, do you think it will replace um, Inara and EDDB? 
<laughs> the, the codex was one of the things that they didn't show us the entirety of. Mm. I, I wouldn't know what percentage we saw of it, but there was a couple of areas that where they said, well, we're not showing that today. So yeah. I don't know how much it will replace the out-of-game tools, but I didn't get the impression that that was its intent. I don't think the intent was to replace out-of-game tools. There might be an element to that, of that actually happens when it goes live, but that, that's not the intent of it, I don't think, hmm. if that makes sense. So there's, there's useful information there that's going to really make things a lot lot better and a lot easier for players. Okay, but at the, at the same time, it's, it's not, it's not, its purpose isn't to replace all the tools. At least... I mean, I do love That's the observation. Yeah, I love the new tools that we've had in the galaxy map, which go off and show us what uh, systems contain what installations and not installations contain what services and things like that. So that kind of functionality that they added to the galaxy map, I absolutely adore. Yeah, just, it, just a lot more of that. A lot that more of that coming. Thing. Yeah, a lot more of I that and, uh, and other functions as well. That uh, wasn't me. Was that Grant? It was. You uncouth... You're still an uncouth bugger. For everyone on Twitch, Grant went off and let one go in our ears, even if you couldn't hear it. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that came out with the boots on. Anyway. Well, um, do it from here. Well, thanks for coming on, Asidian, um, because we always we always like you having on just just for the fact that uh, you've got the voice that will just add gravitas to the rest of us. Um, I mean, don't worry. Um, we'd like you to obviously, if you if you want to uh, hang around for the rest of the show, and uh, we'll be able to discuss a couple of extra things, which I can say will be NDA free. You won't have to worry about them at all. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll stay around for a bit longer, but I might not be able to make it for the entirety of the show. Like I said, I'm not okay. I, on a Tuesday anyway. So. I don't think we've got much left anyway, <laughs> to right, be honest. Okay. We're, booked, we're paying him for the night, so you can't go until we've got you the money. to tell everyone that, Shen. Or is it he's, got a, he's got a safer gown at news. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, everyone needs a safer gown Well... Okay, well, we'll leave the, the streamer's uh, main discussion. Um, however, there was something that we can all speculate on, uh, and that was um, this week in general game news, uh, Fortnite has now been allowed to have cross-play from the PS4. Now, of course, that has got everybody excited about what could that mean for the for Elite Dangerous. So I just want to quickly go around... Uh, go around the room and ask whether you know you think crossplay on Elite Dangerous, you know, PS4 and uh, Xbox and PC is a good idea. Because there have been some people flagging it up as a bit odd. Does anyone would like to, to start? Personally, I think it's a great idea. Get everybody in the same universe, damn it. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing about Elite, unlike a lot of games, is there's not really a massive advantage playing it on the PC, I'd say, over playing it on a console, other than I guess you perhaps get a little bit better performance, but that would be debatable. It's not like you've got better controls on a on a PC versus a console. I mean, the consoles even have HOTA support, don't they? Yeah. The only thing I would say about that is that if you have a VR headset, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, the, yeah, the advantage that you get against people that don't have VR headsets is phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there is that. But then, then again, that, that that's true of the PC anyway, because not everyone's got VR or the ability to afford it. 
Yeah. I mean, you can, P- you can always get cheap HOTUS or a cheap gamepad, but yeah. it's not that easy to get a cheap VR set. No. Something I think actually suck. Well, it's horrible that you, you the joy the gamepad the HOTAS sorry uh, for the PC the the same HOTAS is like under forty quid uh, for the PC, mm-hmm. but that same joystick is seventy or eighty quid for the Xbox or the PS One. You know, I thought that I... was absolutely disgusting when they learned that. Well, isn't that due to licensing? Yeah, they've got to play. They've it, got might, to play. it might well be. I yeah, they've got to. Is, but... Yeah, they've got to pay Microsoft and um, and Sony a bit of extra dough just to be no. able to connect the controller. I think it's a, I think it's a good move um, because the P, the PS4 and Xbox populations always seem to be a bit you know, feel left out. I know I'm not part of that community, but it's kind of like as if they're out on a limb and the, all the action happens on the PC side. And I know I'm going to get shot for this, but that's just how it seems from an outsider. So being able to play everyone together and actually meet up in-game, yeah. I think will be a really good thing because it will unify things. As to the control method, I don't get on with consoles anyway, so I, I hate the idea of playing Elite on a console. Um, but the other, the other disadvantage I would think consoles have is they wouldn't necessarily have voice attack and, that, <laughs> and those macros. Oh yes, that's that is one thing that I I, I must admit when I go through go into the Xbox <laughs> and uh, uh, I end up end up looking moving my head around thinking that the head's going to track with ED tracker but it doesn't and then of course I find myself going target next and then nothing happens and then I have to remember voice attacks not there so there there is a little bit of a dis- disconnect when I go over to the Xbox um, so, silly idea though doesn't the Xbox have voice recognition same with the PS4 now obviously they don't have voice attack but could there be a PC Xbox equivalent of voice attack made if somebody actually made it well to be honest I mean you and I both know um, that the Xbox is a PC with well, so you know, the PS4 yeah, well, we, we, you could develop something if Microsoft let you, mm. but it's it's easier to develop on the PC. But I mean, we, there was a comment from Paige, which was, um, "Hello, everyone. First off, the news of the cross-platform beta for Fortnite is really exciting. Just as a nice, we'll be watching it with interest to see how it goes. Though we're excited, we've got nothing to announce on how this could affect Elite Dangerous in the future. However, you'll find all the, the usual blah blah blah. So they've commented on it, and um, I think it's one of those where if we want it and it works with Fortnite." Uh, I think if enough people clamour, eventually they might come round to looking at it. But why were so people so excited about this? Because, for example, Bridge Crew mm-hmm. has been able to do cross-platform for ages because you've got Oculus, you've got the the Vive and the PS4 mm-hmm. all playing in the same game. So, I I, well, you see, this is the thing because with Fortnite, what happened was it, was even. It, it you used to be able to. You used to be able to play Fortnite. I mean, I've I've, been, I've always played Fortnite, and I still can play Fortnite. I've never not been able to play Fortnite with my son. Mm-hmm. That's playing on the PC, cross-platforming onto the uh, PlayStation Four. However, and this is possibly where elites don't really want to get into it, is that Epic basically did it as a shut the hell up, don't nobody t- say nothing. It's not supported. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But if you go and 
nudge this way, jump that way, spin around three times, then it'll work. Maybe. And if it doesn't, don't come crying to us. Yeah, it was it was an undocumented and unsupported feature. Yeah. And and to be honest, everybody loved it. Mm. But then but then Sony found out about it and went, actually, you're not having that. And it's, it's taken... Did Sony it's... actually pull it? Because I've never been able to not play with my son. Really? I, th- I thought Sony had blocked it, which is why everyone's excited that Sony's now turned around and said, yeah, okay, we'll allow it now. Oh, they, they might have said it's not allowed, but they didn't. Maybe, because I've never been able to not play. Mm-hmm. But, don't know. Well, um, in, in other news, uh, we'll move along. Uh, the Fuel Rats, which uh, got their fantastic logo, they got a shout-out in Cracked website. Ben, do you know that, about this one? Yeah. Um, it, this is the one that's the nicest ways to play or something. Or is that another one? Um, <laughs> who put this one in? Yeah, so, this is in the delightfully wholesome ways to play. And, yeah, they're basically... Cracked went off and did a article of about... I think it was about ten different games where people are playing in nice, positive, constructive ways to play a game as opposed to, I don't know, let's say, I'm going to hang around the starter locations and kill everyone who just plays the game, who's just bought the game, and I'm going to I'm going to make their first couple of hours of game running away from me because I can do that because I'm evil and nasty and I... I I have a very small penis. Um, <laughs> you know, whereas the fewer rats, they're, they're nice people, and you know, they they go off and say, "Hey, I want to actually help everybody and be nice," and they will literally go to the ends of the galaxy to do that. And you're not going to comment on any size matters there whatsoever. Well, let's just say the fewer rats have got it where it counts. <laughs> oh, very diplomatically put. Right. Um... <laughs> In other news, Reddit, uh, the the good old r slash elite dangerous, um, they've put out a call for new moderators or extra moderators to help with a vast amount of people that that like posting asps in front of things and uh, the usual debate and shenanigans that goes on uh, in Reddit. So if you pop over, and I think it's Stuart GT. Um, would would like to hear from you from people who are. Um, no, it's, uh, it's not actually a mod there now. It'll probably be Spytek and Ah, right. There we go. The admin there. Ah, so there we are. Drop through. I mean, there's a big thread at the very top of the page saying we're looking for moderators. Uh, so if you feel like you can handle uh, salt <laughs> and and you've got the diplomatic uh, skills that would make the UN jealous, uh, feel free. Feel free to apply. It's definitely not a job for you then, is it? <laughs> No. Not for me, no. <laughs> no. Scottish diplomacy. No. <laughs> so, I mean, actually, funny enough, we do have a question from Commander Porkins. Um, Neil, we, I think um, it was asked earlier, and, and Obsidian Anne actually answered your question, so I don't think we'll need, even need to touch on that one. So, um, we'll just quickly do a, uh, a couple of shout-outs. Um, who was the uh, the well? Who had the Twitch stream running on Saturday? Was that yeah? Was that so that, that that's me on Saturday. I was doing some mission running, and I just thought, you know what, I'll do some streaming while I'm at it. And because I was actually streaming at about seven or eight in the morning, 
we had I had a, a New Zealand commander come along and join me, and he's a regular listener. But he's like, "Yay, you're actually streaming at a at a sociable hour for me, and I can watch you." So thank you very much. And that, so I told him. Well, I didn't actually tell him, but he, I felt you know, seeing as he joined me for most of my Saturday morning stream, I'd give him a shout out for next time he listens to this show. So that's to adz underscore nz on Twitch. I don't know. His, I think his commander's name's pretty much the same. And yes, thank you very much for joining me on Saturday, Commander. Excellent. Um, I'll, I'll also have to give a, a. I mean, I've done, I've done my own YouTube series at the moment, Top Shift, which has now reached 110 episodes. Where the last episode, uh, I've been. I, this is my first use of the Vive, uh, <laughs> and let's just say it does um, compare very well. Well, it's it's unbelievable compared to the, the the cheap solutions that I've been using so far. So I've put a link in the show notes for that. Now we also have a new expedition. I hadn't heard about the Lost Souls expedition being order organised by the Fatherhood. Um, does anyone have any other details to that? Apart from what's in the show notes, that's all I've got. Um, you can read it, or I can read it, or anyone else can read it. Well, fair enough. You can read it then, Ben. Okay. <laughs> Actually, you might... I don't know if you know about this expedition, Ant, but... So the, the Fatherhood are a community for parents and anyone with a life outside of the Elite Dangerous that limits where their real life basically limits their playtime. Play and the motto is, when the kids go to bed, we go to space. Um, but basically what the Lost Souls expedition are doing is instead of travelling you know, tens of thousands of light years per session, they're only they're basically travelling about three thousand light years a week, which is frankly I think that's about an hour and a half, two hours playtime. Um and I think most most of us could find a couple of hours a week to play in. Uh, so it's a lot more casual friendly, I guess you could say. Um, but they do, although it's more casual friendly, they do have a lot of seasoned commanders doing the assistance and things like that. Specifically, Leviticus 78, who's just back from circumnavig circumnavigating the galaxy, um, even though it did take him a year, a year and a bit to do it. Um, but it's just a chance for anyone who's only got a short amount of playtime to get their feet wet and go into the black. And they do have a forum post and a Discord, which we will post in the show notes, because um, they are long and they are complicated, and I won't go and make anyone try to write that down, and that's nasty and horrible. Just go to... just You'll see it in our show notes page for this week, um, <laughs> or ask us on, our, on Discord, or if you look for Spidey on our Discord, then he'll also be able to help you. Excellent. Um, also, we uh, will make the obligatory mention for LaveCon 2019. Uh, between the 4th and 7th of July this year, um, tickets will be available as soon as Karen and Alan manage to get FantasyCon out of the way, uh, which will be happening, I think, later this month. Um, another thing to mention is, of course, uh, if you want... Uh, Basically, trucker shenanigans. The, our sister station, the Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on Thursday uh, at half eight. Uh, go for tv.forthemug.com or 
radioforthemug.com for the audio. Uh, and they are and are also doing a little expedition setting off to the for Formidine Wrist. Did I get that right this time? This Thursday. Um, you said rift. I said rift, yes. A rift. You said Formidine Wrist. I said rift. Shush. I don't want you going you off to a wrist. Oh, that's pronunciation. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Heading off this Thursday. So you I mean don't... pronunciation? Okay, moving on. <laughs> I'm just, I was just waiting for something for you saying something off the wrist anyway, but never mind. Uh, right, so go see Commander Bam about this Thursday, if I could ever get through this little item. Use your call out to the CQC Discord for the discerning commander who wants a bit of CQC action at uh, uh, discordme.cqc. So, uh, Ben, would you like to say hello to the in-game commanders handing around Lave Station? Oh, you had to do that just as I was about to dock, didn't you? Yes, because you yes. told me about pronunciation. Oh, it's better than wrist action. <laughs> There we go. We are waiting it for this. It does sound like a medical condition. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? He's gone right. down with the former nine wrist. <laughs> um, right, well, who else is uh, few people who are around? We've got Verbo's around, Payne's around, um, Stephen Lusher's been about, Sledgecaller, Upper Bottom, uh, x Payne X is about, Baxter's about, um, I think Miggles is here. I've said x Payne, haven't I? Um, blah, 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 blah. Mindwipe, who I think I've said as well. Uh, Hawkus Alpha. I've said Stephen Usher. Yeah, loads of loads of people. I'm I'm actually about to change into a, a special effects sidewinder because there is a collection of special effects sidewinders outside of Low Station at the moment. Um, so that's what I was actually doing when you went off and interrupted me, Colin, with doing this show thing. Sorry for getting in the way of your playtime. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jeez. Ah, remember that for next time. So, um, ah, we'll just say, has anybody got any final business before we all sign out for the night? Any other business? Going once. Going twice. Well... Uh, oh, hang oh, on. One thing. Oh, no, this isn't for me, but... Ant, for the two listeners who haven't heard of you, where can they find you? Uh, on YouTube. Just, just go to YouTube and type in Obsidian Ant and you'll find me there. <sighs> Again... Stealing my thunder there. Oh. <laughs> yes. Ah. So, uh, well, with thanks to Obsidian Ant for joining us tonight, um, that's it. That's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the, with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com, facebook.com slash laveradio, and at laveradio on Twitter. You can join the Discord chat channel by going to discord.io slash laveradio, or you can join us on TeamSpeak, the TeamSpeak server, where people like to hang out and chat at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Uh, Lave Radio is recorded live at half past eight in the evening and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Ben. Thanks to Grant. Thanks to Shan. Uh, and oh, thanks, of course, to Obsidian. And thanks ever to all the commanders that have joined us outside Lave Station. So until next time, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
As always, thanks for watching, and I'll catch you guys and girls next time. Galnet News Digest, 2nd of October, 3304. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, the time for torque may be over. FIA give Fargod the thumbs up. The robots Achilles heel. Cambridge Conclave converses covertly. Meanwhile, in the Orange Sidewinder. The time for torque may be over. Startups Supratech and Herculean have thanked pilots for their efforts to provide enough raw materials to the stricken companies to allow prototypes to be prepared in time for the Rackham Ultratech Expo on October the 3rd. Supratech, which is developing the super lightweight wearable torque immersive hologrammatic display, received around three and a half million tons of raw materials, which is apparently just enough to create its run of prototypes. Herculean Machines was better supported, receiving more than 6 million tonnes of materials to build prototypes of its rather bulkier electronic brick, the DuraDrive. Harlow Nasri Kethlin Jones of the Federal Times reports that the higher level of support for the DuraDrive may prove crucial in determining which device wins out. The dodgy dealers of DuraDrive could be about to prove that Supratech is all torque and no action. FIA give Fargod the thumbs up. Information provided to the Federal Intelligence Agency has demonstrated beyond reasonable doubt that the Fargod cult is not engaged in spying activities for the Thargoid Invasion Force, according to senior agent Mika Whitefield. Those Fargod cult members and suspected sympathisers who'd been detained during the investigation have now been released. Exotheologian Alfred Yulanov, who was himself arrested during the investigation, expressed his thanks to reporter Okonkwo and lamented that intolerance and fear towards anyone or anything that's different seems to be fundamental to the way that humans think and behave. 
the FIA has expressed concern over the whereabouts of its own undercover investigator, Nathan Summers, who has not been seen since the start of the investigation. The key to this mystery, and to the disappearance of large numbers of Far God cult members, can be found on two of the moons orbiting planet Etain 4. Suffice to say, they're all having a nice long nap while they wait for the advent of the Far God himself. The Robot's Achilles Heel Disgraced business magnate Lord Hardacre was being spied upon prior to his arrest, according to the Federal Security Service. Lieutenant Inspector Ramesh Thorne has been investigating Hardacre after the magnate's personal administration robot displayed details of illegal activity instead of the company's annual reports. According to the FSS, the robot had been reprogrammed to look for and record any illegal actions undertaken by Hardacre and his company. This was not the work of any official body, so it seems likely that a business competitor or one of Hardacre's associates was seeking evidence. Perhaps for blackmail? Perhaps to shop the magnet to the authorities. Police are interviewing a number of suspects. Hardacre himself remains behind bars awaiting trial. The Achilles Corporation, which manufactured the personal administration robot, declined to comment. Cambridge Conclave converses covertly. The Pilots' Federation hosted a secretive meeting on Thursday the 27th of September with 20 of the most influential commanders in the galaxy. During the meeting at their top-secret base in the Sol system, they demonstrated planned improvements in exploration scanners and showed new mining techniques that vastly improved the efficiency of mining operations. The Chief Executive Officer of the Pilots' Federation, Knight Commander of the Order of the Sock Suspender, President of the Pi Appreciation Society and alumni of Jesus! college was reportedly observed quietly eating sandwiches at the back of the room during the presentation. He later handed out coasters with planets on as mementos of the visit. Of everything that was discussed, possibly the most exciting is the Codex, a sort of personal galactopedia that'll keep track of a commander's personal journey, provide context to their discoveries, and may even be able to offer clues about what remains to be discovered. The Pilots' Federation plans to hold a series of press conferences in the coming weeks, culminating with a full-scale mock-up of the galaxy, in which some of these new developments can be trialled. Meanwhile, in the Orange Sidewinder. The Lave radio crew has had a busy and highly relevant week. They've been variously cutting brambles and sorting out the loft, fitting Wild West-style saloon doors to the bathroom, installing another six terabytes of RAM to their industrial-strength firewall, LARPing madly in a field, sticking their microphone where it wasn't wanted at EGX, washing their hair, and wondering whatever happened to Lave Radio Episode 200 Part 3, the interview with the Pilots' Federation. And perhaps also wondering just how well an audio-only podcast featuring middle-aged presenters struggling to get Discord to work and reminiscing about how much better everything was back in the day plays 
to the twitch-hungry young pilots of tomorrow. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. 